I was talking about, oh, I was talking to one of my coworkers about like how whenever I walk out on stage, I, I don't fully know, and none of us does, right? We don't fully know how people see us. But a lot of times that's sort of amorphous. But for me, I'm specifically thinking, what do these people think my gender and sexuality is? Mm-hmm. Are they all just thinking, that's eh, a lesbian? Or like, you know what I mean? If there are some younger people, they might have, or who knows, you know? Because for a long time it was like, did they all even, were they all sure I was gay? Were they all just wondering I was gay? And then my hair would get shorter. And then it became like, okay, Kinda like clear. I think you guys all, there's not a lot of lip ring, short hair. How, yeah. Yeah. How much of a middle aged white businessman do you have to be to not see that I'm lesbian? But now that I'm like, oh, I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> so, so, oh, shit. what am I doing now? So yeah, now I have to explain it to people, which is fun. I mean, I'm, I'm delight, I delight in the whole thing, but, um, so I was asking a coworker, oh, because a new girl had come to the shop. There was a new person. So I was like, oh, you've only known me for 20 minutes. What do you think my gender and sexuality are? And this girl, she's very like, has like a cool girl vibe, blonde, kind of like ringlety blonde hair, almost tattoo, cool tattoos, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And she was just, she would just not answer the question. You know how people will be like, just like a cool person. It's just how I see you. You know Quit what I mean? Being fucking, Fuck. don't, don't pussyfoot around this. Come on. I like, mean, I'm not I'm trying asking to, for information. Yeah. I'm dumb. not trying to fucking trick you here. <laughs> She's very kind. I, I and can't like, decide look, thank if I like you her or not for person, like but... trying to like, like this isn't me in a pits of despair being like, what, how do you see me? No, I'm, you can see yeah. the Asperger's practicality in me when I'm just like, no, seriously, you cannot offend me. I'm just asking because I want to know what an audience, I need you to be an, a sample of an audience member. If you saw me, of course I look different at work anyway, but still. Um, and so she wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. But then her friend happened to come up to, um, say hi and get a smoothie or whatever. Um, her friend had some kind of noun name anyway. Um, <laughs> I had never thought of that, but there are just noun names. Like a weird one that no one else has really. Hi, and you don't Apple. Know. It was something funky, but it, it, it seemed like a genuine, her parents were kind of hippie California people kind oh, of yeah. thing. Cause of course that's who that is. Um, anyway, she was pretty cool girl herself, but, uh, in a, in a more approachable way. Anyway, whoever this was, she rain, we'll call her, um, <laughs> you know it was rain or something like yeah. that it might have been rain anyway i asked her i was like okay wait before can i was call, can we call her light mist light mist yeah <laughs> so light mist is standing there and i was like she had just said hi to her friend and so i as the cashier just turned her and i'm like okay wait before we go on any further with this what do you think my gender and sexuality are Mm-hmm. go and then we went through the whole thing where i assured her i was like no, no no there's no wrong answers no right answer you can't fit me i'm actually just gathering data for myself please tell me the truth it's the only thing useful to me so she goes okay well i think you're female and i was like okay and she's like and i was like and my sexuality she goes well huh you have like straight vibes but you look like you're probably a lesbian <laughs> i was like you know what light mist <laughs> not bad <laughs> you have straight vibes Pick, but, you're picking up on an aura here you're picking up on something but what i'm curious about like when you when you hear that austin what do you think she means like why do you what what does she think she means what is what is she picking up on when she says straight vibes 
I think she's picking up on a heteronormativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think she picks up, I think that's like, you give off that kind of look, right? Like, you're not like, uh, you don't give off like a butch lesbian as like one of the ones that's walking around wearing suspenders. You're like one of the butch lesbians that's going to go live in like Georgetown or something, you know? Uh-huh. Like, that's the kind of look like you give off, like very kind of like heteronormative Well, I don't vibes. really know what like, the Georgetown thing means. Oh, it's just more conservative, huh. like more low-key than Austin. Um, pretty shitty except for a few parts, but, um, <laughs> okay. That's the vibe I give off. No, 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 but I'm just saying like when you say, str- I mean, the, that's what I think of when she's like, you know, straight, it's like, you're not like, yeah, you're, I don't think she meant it in like a, you're attracted to dudes type way. Uh-huh. I think she meant like you give off like heteronormative kind of vibes, right? Oh, that's so interesting. The idea of heteronormative vibes, because I do really like also, heteronormativity. Also, great band name, heteronormative vibes. Dude, I would fucking let, listen to that so hard. Like, that, maybe I, that'll be my album title. Oh my God, yeah, album, heteronormative vibes. vibes. Right. Yeah. Because that's, I think that maybe that is what she means. Maybe it's a heteronormative vibe. Because it is true. Like, I don't really like sometimes i'm very anti-queer and i kind of do like heteronormativity i don't really care like what genitals you have if you want to do that thing i just i like masculinity and femininity i like the traditional well, like polarization perfor- that we've got performative Perf- heteronormativity is fun when you're right. aware of it and they're like knowingly indulging in it but it's pretty shitty when it's just pervasive right. unacceptable like without any thought right right like but i live in a the, flirtatious the, yeah but you like the former version of that right yeah, like and the, i think especially uh, in in the service industry positions it's like yeah, I'm going to go into like flirtatious Ariel a little bit, you know what I mean? And I'm going to use my femininity and my masculinity, quite frankly, but like, I just kind of, yeah, so I think that flirtatious, so that's what I think it is. I think that I have, like, even the way that I was flirting with her was sort of, I guess, heteronormative, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Or something, yeah, just, it wasn't, it well, wasn't, I mean, wasn't I, being you, queer. Some people would say that, like, everything that you kind of do is necessarily a little trapped in the patriarchy and heteronormativity. So somebody, I asked somebody else at work what they thought she had meant by straight vibes, what she could have meant, and they said that they thought that she meant, like, you know how, like, lesbians can be kind of annoying and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> You know, stereotypically, Wait, what? you know, like people look like yeah. a little preachy oh, yeah, or, uh, you know, whatever and all that kind of Not stuff. Not an unwarranted stereotype. <laughs> so you know? I was like, yeah, I am kind of like, I, that's what's. But why, why is. Why does that come off as straight though? Because straight well, people are preachy? Is it, no, no, is because it, she's saying like straight as opposed to that kind of lesbian vibe oh, right okay and yeah. so i think and i think you that seem too, straight yeah like also, you don't seem like one of them and she's the kind of person she seems like more intuitive right rain light mist whatever um her flowing <laughs> blonde drizzle. hair you know but so <laughs> that's her rapper name little drizzle little Driz. um so she and uh she, she said she said, I, when she said straight vibes, I'm not sure that she could have articulated what yeah. she even meant. Like, we're all figuring that out together. She felt that phrase and the four of us could all have a car and she could weigh in probably on like, well, maybe I meant, you know, yeah. because I think she just felt it. And that's what I think is so fun about that. The way that we use language around these things and every, a lot of people use words a little differently, different contexts, they kind of, you know what I well, mean? Well, you're all just using different words to try and describe something none of us can really describe. Right. We're all just like grasping at little different like 
parts of it. Well, like Alan Watts talks about like what we've done with language is we've tried to put like a net over the entirety of human existence as if you could plot everything on a point. You know what I mean? As if you could mathematically plot these things on points, like isolate every little bit of experience and so that we could perform calculus on the universe. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or yeah, absolutely. Know? Okay. Um, well, so yeah, trying to do that gender and sexuality, like it's fun to do, you know, me, I like these words, but at the same time, there's an infinity of spectrums of all of this overlapping everything all the time, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just how complicated gender and sexuality is, which is why we'll be doing the gender fluids podcast for <laughs> years Forever. to come. There's just never going to be not things to talk about. This is the gender fluids podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Austin Smart, a 26-year-old queer trans girl. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old bisexual androgynous genderqueer for now, today. And we are two stand-up comedians from Austin, Texas, bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't also super gay. This is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're under Gender Fluids Podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And on FetLife, we're just genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Um, okay, so I was at the gynecologist, and <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just going to ask, like, well, I asked... Okay, I just let me ask beforehand. So yeah. before we get, in, so does this, does the gynecologist like play into your medical fetish at all? It or would, does, but it's always a sixty-five-year-old lady. Yeah, and I was gonna say, or is it just like too real? I've considered and just like, asking for a male gynecologist for this reason. Yeah, because I'm like I'm wasting my time with these women, but <laughs> <laughs> it's always. A- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've been gay for a long time. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) fucking. I used to tell uh, jokes about. I was just uh, always trying to come out of the closet. Guys, what if I had a male gyno? Anyway, (laughs) everyone was just like, "Yeah, that lesbian." Anyway, I also just didn't know if like it was like too like oddly dysphoric for you, where it's like this is a lady thing, even though it's not. I just don't. I don't feel. Uh, dysphoric about my genitals okay cool yeah Yeah, that's something i've like had to come to to peace and terms with recently actually because then i start to feel like oh i mean i do feel like a boy like there are times when i have these moments where i'm like holy shit i'm a boy what and then other times i'm like i don't know i don't maybe i'm flu i I don't know oh you know i'm a boy you know what i mean like that's just kind of how my brain is but i but i've always been like when i i don't want the bottom. I've tried. I've tried to think think about like, do I? And I'm just ultimate. And so that's when I finally like, you know, came up with this theory and started putting these pieces together. That just like tends to be that bottoms, um, trans men bottoms don't want surgery. Trans men tops do want sur- want bottom surgery. This yeah. is difficult. To, let's put it in. So trans women who are tops tend to not want bottom surgery whereas trans women who are bottoms tend to want bottom surgery because it's all about like what's the most useful thing for your you know what i'm like i'm not as a bottom 
I'm not, not going to trade in my perfect a <laughs> vagina that trans women would kill <laughs> to have. Yeah. Do you know? How, you know what I mean? Like, I That's felt the I other day. Honestly, like, I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> I know. I was having sex with my boyfriend the other day, and suddenly I had to stop him. And my, I'm, this is so weird. I was like, <gasps> and he's like, "What?" And I was like, "I just feel so sad for Austin <laughs> because, like, she'll never get to get fucked in, like." a vagina like mine now a couple of thoughts one i think you're gonna get fucked in some kind of vagina one day i hope it's great <laughs> two, and i'll never know what that one's like you know and two some people's vaginas are like busted to like they can't even really enjoy like some vagina people's some some xx people's uh mm-hmm. genitals are, are such that they really don't like getting fucked anyway so it's not as if you know what I mean? You're it's yeah. like being in, about being any less of a woman. But um, oh, but just my vagina is such a good one. Like <laughs> you would love you would love to have this vagina. You would I mean anyway. <laughs> Dude, it makes me think of that George Carlin joke where he's like, if, why can't we like repurpose pussies? Uh, yeah. It's like, like if a nice, you know, like 19 year old like guys, like why can't you like to take that pussy and we give it to soldiers. an old guy living on a mountain? Yeah, somewhere? yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yes. <laughs> if it's just like, or me, I'll take it. Yeah. Can we, can I, can I fashion both? Can I have like, a, if I could have a vagina and a dick, I would have both. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, really, and no like, balls, no balls. Well, that's vagina a tra- dick. What you're talking about right there is a trans man, no bottom surgery, testosterone for a long time, right? That's the closest we've got to that, and especially then if he gets a phalloplasty. I mean, so that's you got, what's up. They, you got, yeah, you got two holes. Some of them close the holes off. I can't imagine shock and awe, but I guess if you're enough <laughs> of a fucking top, but you know what I mean. But that's why it's like, of course, I don't want bottom surgery. So anyway, that's an, and like I'm sure a million people, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We're talking about well, well, we're talking about genitals right now, right? But and how I can never have your perfect vagina. It really. I'm so glad that you thought of me during sex. Also, you're welcome. Well, I feel like we had just been having a conversation before we all went to bed, where like we'd been talking about <laughs> pussy reconstruction or something anyway dude oh man Ugh. oh but yeah that a trans man that has like a big dick like one way dick, or another because you can yeah can the testosterone like, has all both holes open that's like and then fucking, what was he, didn't you say something that's else? like having all the power-ups on a video game that's what i'm saying they're the perfect they're and no matter what your the top perfect. is it's fine because if you get a like badass t- top surgery done awesome or if you have titties you also awesome while penetrating holy shit you know what i mean yeah that's crazy it's it's clearly the best it's like going to the next level of super saiyan yeah Damn. You know, the Swiss Army knife of fucking. Swiss Army. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh my God. That's even better than Kindle. So. <laughs> Swiss Army knife of Oh, oh but you're going to talk about your uh, experience oh, as a gynecologist. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I, talk, uh, yeah. I talk her into fingering me for insurance reasons. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I just wanted. I, you know, I just needed a woman's hand inside I, me. <laughs> it's been months, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> So, um, 
So Susan, as I call all my gynecologists, <laughs> um, uh, so Susan uh, finishes all that, and she was pa- she was painful. By the way, some some gynecologists do a nice job placing it in there, whatever. She, it, I was like, that hurts, and she's like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable, and it's like, no, no, no. I know uncomfortable versus hurts. So I was like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just endure this for like. Anyway, none of my ever pap smears have been like this, so I won't be seeing her again. Um, <laughs> so. She does all that. And then afterwards, like, because we had just talked about me before. So after that, <laughs> after that moment of intimacy, I have my clothes back on and we're talking. And she's like, hey, can I tell you something? And she starts telling me about her child who, quote, thinks they might be trans or thinks she might be trans, rather. Um, so then I was like, well, is it? maybe your son then <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're like what you know what I mean what are we doing here and she's like okay right anyway so we started that was where we started from she was using she and daughter in the beginning of this conversation and by the end of it and this is her step uh son by the end of it she was using male pronouns male language and like we just had a really great conversation because you know me like I it's like well, I, I, I empathize yeah. you know what I mean I know how my parents think I know how I think I know how you know what I mean? Like I, I know, I know conservatism and I also know purple old people is, you know what I mean? Like, and so I talk to these people where they're at and by the end of that conversation, you know what I mean? I'm so, she gave me a hug. She stopped me. She's like, I'm sorry. Can I hug you? Aww. So fucking <laughs> another convert from the trans ambassador, <laughs> Ariel Isaac Norman. Oh. The Gender Fluids Podcast, everyone. Anyway, I'm very proud of myself. You should be. That's wonderful. I, this is like, I need to start keeping score of the <laughs> these little conversions. You know, I'm so happy that's where that story went and you weren't like, and then I can't believe she fucking asked me that. I was like, oh, thank, because that's where I think a lot of people would have taken it. It was like, how offensive of you to like look at oh, me funny. and assume that I might know like oh, something about it or like assume anything about my identity. What a horrible here, way to approach you life. Medical profe- yeah, but I feel like that's where a lot You're of people so would right. go with it. This is inappropriate. You're, yeah. Tra- yeah God. You're, you're making me uncomfortable here as like That's a trans so individual in a historically feminine like medical setting. You know? I get, you know, yeah. If you are, God, if you search your heart, like if you are that way and you're listening to this and you're like, like there are people who like to feel uh, oppressed. That's, mm-hmm. that's the feeling that they want. And I get why there's kind of like a juicy feeling in that. But if you really want to make the world a better place, this is what I'm trying to say. I, some people, if they really knew what I thought or like some of the things that I think or say, um, would be quite offended. And I could easily be at some point blacklisted in the comedy world. I could, I mean, it's like, thank God that I have a vagina, you know what I mean? And I'm queer because I have um, some unorthodox thoughts, you know what I mean? Anyway, and so there's times where, and it's like, I feel living in a world of people who are liberals. I, you know, it's a whole thing for me. Um, And sometimes I don't know if people judge me or whatever. And I'm like, I am genuinely trying to be a good person and understanding like more conservative ideas is essential for me in order to talk to other people in order to convert other people to your ways of thinking. So please allow me to be a little bit more conservative because this 
is how I can be an ambassador. Anyway, I just want this on the record for whenever my trials <laughs> happen. <laughs> Duly noted and so mm. entered into the record. Thank you. Hey, you know what we haven't done in a few weeks? What? The what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> I think it's been so long you don't remember. <laughs> it's what, what the it? fuck does this mean? Okay, no, I got it. Or what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that makes more sense. What the fuck does that mean? Um, misgender. I don't think we've done that one yet. Yeah. How would you define to misgender someone? Oh, dude. I mean, how I define it, I don't think is how most people define it. Okay. How would you think most people would define it? I think most people define misgendering somebody and think of misgendering somebody when you encounter a person, like a gender nonconforming person, and you use the incorrect pronouns or some sort of incorrect language around them that is not of the gender that they identify as. So you have misgendered them. Uh, I feel like that's how most people would commonly define misgender. I would agree. And then I think some people take it even further into like nonverbal actions and shit like that. So that's what I think of uh, when I think of like the common definition of misgendering. And how would you define misgendering? Oh man, I don't know. For me, misgendering is not as simple as just like using like incorrect pronouns and like weird like missed actions or like actions that could be perceived as like as not acknowledging a person's actual like a chosen gender or whatever. I guess you couldn't say chosen gender, but the gender they identify as. And so, well, there is a choice in how you yeah, live your life. But um, um, I think you have to read into the intention of the action. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you just accidentally use pronouns for someone that uh, aren't the right pronouns and it's just a fucking brain fart and it happens, Mm -hmm. that's not really misgendering. That's like a shorten like your brain system, right? As opposed to like, if you're like doing it purposefully or like if it's like a thing that like you were putting some sort of malintent behind, like to me, that's misgendering, right? right? Like, Like, how would you define misgendering so or what are your thoughts on misgendering right well that th- that's the thing i think that's why i don't know if you've noticed that i use the term mispronouning um whenever pe- we talk about when someone does use the wrong pronoun if it's not yeah if it, I, that's i hadn't thought about that if it if it is intentional if someone was doing it on purpose in order to reinforce the, the gender that they think that you should be or whatever that would be misgendering but if it is a brain slip i just call it mispronouning because i don't think that it's even necessarily um betraying that that person is getting your gender wrong in their heart if you will mm-hmm. um i think but like you know sometimes i call you in my head my boyfriend's name and him your name because they both start with a and y'all are in my you know what I mean or you know you you do that with your kids like it's these little interpositions happen in your brain but also and it's also like the don't think of the white elephant effect is happening Yeah, like we've talked about before when you're trying to think don't say the wrong Mm -hmm. thing don't say the wrong thing you think and say the wrong of course and then the other dynamic is that our brains are still wired from childhood, from from the socialization that we've uh, gotten our whole lives, to tie genitals and gender together. Even the most queer 
thinking person um, still was raised that way. And so your brain is still wired to kind of try to do that with language particularly. And so that's just going to come out, even if gender wise, you've got, you know, everybody all sorted out pretty well, you know, but just the language is just going to kind of slip because we're so used to just using that for people who look a certain way. Yeah. So you're saying mispronouning is more of just like a fucking brain fart. It's like a little, again, unless uh, it's intentional, obviously, but yeah, I think it's, but it doesn't necessarily betray like, uh, from what I'm saying, doesn't even necessarily like betray like a true uh, misperception of that person. Right. A misperception. Um, and so misgendering, like, like a good example of misgendering, like actually misgendering someone, it's hard to do it without just being kind of stereotypically or like heteronormative. Well, I mean, I think that's what a lot of misgendering comes from. Right. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think of like so what go, you would go ahead and be stereotypical. You know? Right. Okay. Fine. Um, well, like if, if my boyfriend were at a, a family Christmas or something and all of the guys were doing one activity and all the girls were doing another and then even though they had been using the right pronouns or whatever my mom had had said to him oh hey come cook with us or whatever it would be kind of like "Ah, Mm, come on yeah let him go play poker not that we would be Oh. Yeah, but something else that's stereotypically yeah, masculine that exactly. the men are doing. And that kind of thing does happen, and especially depending oh. on what your family's like. It happens a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's my family has always been that way and very gendered. Like, it's like the women are inside doing one thing and the men are outside doing another thing. Mm-hmm. And like occasionally, like it's not super strict. Like, you know, we're a small enough family that like it's not like there's like 15 people inside and 15 people outside. Uh, so like, you know my uncle might go hang out inside or I'm, I, I've always, the kids have always kind of gone back and forth, but like, you know, people right. will move around. My grandparents are kind of the stationary figures mm-hmm. of like the gender markers. But there's some segregation, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's not uncommon. Well, yeah. Exactly. But that would be a thing. It's like, Hey, come with us. It's like, Oh, come we I don't let him. Yeah. Let him play poker. Right. Well, and you were, and you remember my my journey from like family Christmases. If you yeah. Past, yeah where, we've talked about it on, on here, on here where it's like, I be, by going to uh, the like the girls gift giving white elephant thing, I was misgendering myself, mm-hmm. you know. And so then finally I was just like, oh, I'm going to stop misgendering myself. I, of course, want to go get an air gun, an air rifle, yeah. not some <laughs> lotion and those pair of slippers or whatever. <laughs> I my whole life, you know, people have been hand- and so it's like, but I've been mischaracterizing myself to others and myself. And so now and just I'm just kind of but. And and then I was just in a middle ground last Christmas in terms of cooking, washing dishes, hanging with the girls, yeah. hanging with the boys. I just kind of did my own thing, and I'm like, yeah. And it and it felt very much too like I am clearly in transition. And they didn't have any push or pull on it either. Well, they well of course there was you I mean, know fun talking about it and whatever, but they were they were generally supportive. Now of course they were like, you know, as long as you yeah. don't go changing your body or whatever. But you know. You don't have That's to ask. You don't have to ask the world of your your in laws or relatives or whatever. You know what I mean? Don't ask the world of them. Just ask inch by inch. That's my take. 
So, yeah, we should popularize mispronouning over misgendering, I think. Especially when it's like, if it's your friend, and it's like, dude, you know, oh, they sorry, didn't, you know, that, yeah, you. you know, and also it's like, don't be like, how could you misgender right. me? I think, because I want, like, I no, want dude, trans people like, to take it less hard, because I think that, like, that is just going to happen for the three, we have three psychological reasons why that's, you know, well, happening. And so it's like, that's not... It, or not even the other thing is just like here's the, like no matter what it makes you feel as a trans person being misgendered that's the time when you get to be an adult and like learn to handle those emotions and be like oh no it's just sorry for mispronouncing me it's uh it's actually this right and not make it a fucking thing unless someone's clearly being a dick and then make it a big fucking thing right yeah exactly i think kind of but like common slip-ups and things yeah i like using mispronouning as a way to make trans people chill out about it because like i know it does make you feel bad and it does like hurt you and it does bring up a lot of things but like part of being an adult is learning to handle those emotions and like fucking well and a lot of times the other person is also feeling bad and it's just yeah. like fuck i did the thing that i was just thinking i was gonna not try to do and that's again they did the white elephant or the green elephant yeah. whatever it's called pink <laughs> elephant which one is for a few that <laughs> fucking elephant one of those fucking elephants keeps changing they colors the, elephant thing. Yeah, the trans elephant thing what's in this water <laughs> so what so yeah you know the other person feels bad most of the time and again yeah so if someone actually is a dick if someone it actually is refusing um is is willfully being horrible like yeah save the rage for then but um yeah otherwise it's like i think that people just are going to make mistakes because they live in a different world than you and um their brains are wired and again, I've heard every trans person I've ever known misgender other trans people before, or mispronoun other trans people before, yeah. and themselves. So, yeah. we can't, yeah. Like, it's okay. Fucking chill out, people. We're all working on it. We're all working on it. Hey, how about a sexual fetish of the week? Uh, the sex fetish of the week is mummification. Uh-oh. Okay, so... Cue Brandon Fraser coming in to ravish me. Bren- Brendan <laughs> Fraser, Brendan. I believe you mean. Uh, yeah. I remember... He's fucked me so hard last time I got some brain damage from him. Oh, he was the mummy. I, I remember having a crush on him from, I think, Encino Man? Yeah, probably. That was probably... You're older, so that's probably when you did yeah, see him first. Yeah, he had a hot body anyway. That's so funny. And then he cut his hair. And there was the Tarzan thing or whatever. And then he cut his hair. Mm-hmm. And then, huh, Sexy. Was it, yeah, I had a little thing for him for a minute. Um, so funny. I had all these crushes on these guys, but I was like, whatever. Anyway, so mummification is... I mean, we talked about like Han Solo getting like frozen and carbonate. Frozen and carbonate. I feel like it's got a lot of similar. Yeah, vibes. and we've talked about you know the dolls like getting dolls. trapped inside like a living like doll. But, but are people just wrapping like ace bandages around themselves for Halloween type mummification? Or my personal hope, are they doing that like paper mache mummying kind of stuff? Because I felt so good in art class. <laughs> It was like maybe the most blissful I've ever felt like ASMR, like off the charts. When we did this like paper mache mask thing, I just wanted to do that. I was just like, 
is there a Groupon for can Wait, someone? Is there a mummification Groupon I can get? Yeah, I want to be. Oh God, yeah. So more than just the face, I could probably yeah. get really into that. So there is a wide variety of it um, that like, goes you can from fuck whatever hole you want if you yeah. take the time to slowly paper mache <laughs> my whole body. I owe you that at that point. <laughs> um, so people go from there's the people who do it IRL. Uh-huh. And then the larger mummification crowd is really more written and textual based. Oh, sure. Because there's death involved. So we're not going out oh, murdering people. Oh, you Okay. So people, I mean, that's one, but it is a fetish. This isn't that, just a cute dress up situation. No, it goes, it go, ranges the whole spectrum of like fun, like kind of what you're talking about to where people are doing like tightly wrapped bandages mm-hmm. or like wet bandages and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some sort of like, you know, let's cover you in Vaseline and like, not plaster, that'd be fucked up if you full body cast it. But that is another yeah. thing people are into is getting put into full body casts. Okay. Like that's a that's adjacent to this yeah, mummification yeah, thing. Like thing yeah. Um, but yeah, so people do a wide range of like IRL things where we're not actually murdering people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there are like, you know, then you get online and you start reading fanfic or comics and things like that and there are people who uh want to yeah be like captured and like you know whatever's done to you is done to you and then you're mummified in the process of being mummified and slowly dying and then some people and then it goes into like so coming. dying is part of it for them they want to be like f- f- like fucked and used or whatever while yeah. being slowly killed through mummification yeah or killing people through mummification yeah so i was wondering are they written from both perspectives yeah like there's so tops bo- and bottoms yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, look i'm, I'm not saying mummy. i'm not saying everything's a binary but top and bottom does seem to be pretty consistent yeah this is a real thing this is a real um, phenomenon but, but but wait wait wait, a mummy top <laughs> that's your uh that's your fet life <laughs> the only thing it is. yeah i'm into i'm a mummification top mm-hmm. so <laughs> Don't go to sleep around me. Yeah, I cannot control this. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, but... Mummy top sounds so cute, though. I know. <laughs> if you're British sound- or something, it's very warm. <laughs> I love a mummy top. It sounds like a, like a lesbian like muffin top, but for mommies. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a mummy top. Something like that. Uh, I don't know what that sound was. That's me eating mummy tops. Yeah, mummy top bites. <laughs> Kissing your mummy top <laughs> gently. Um, but you know, and then the fun thing, at least, because you know, there are people who are into just being bound, sure, but not mummified, right? Ideally, yeah. Well, in with it, but in ways that are also kind of mummifying adjacent. Sure. So like, there's a whole like fetish surrounding like just being saran wrapped, like uh-huh. s- like you know, in a pencil form, right, with your arms by your side and from feet to your shoulders, yeah. like being saran wrapped. Like my body or, wouldn't look good that or way. Or duct taped like that you know mm-hmm. people love that feeling being contained oh god that'll hurt later yeah yeah or you can I mean you can do it with like different types of like body okay. safe like bondage tape if you really oh, want okay. to cool um yeah most pla- most sex stores will sell it but it's expensive and you'd have to buy a fuck ton to True. do a whole person but you could kind of like Just wrap rub an some initial ba- layer yeah or yeah like you, you can figure it out but uh you know I don't know. I just think it's fascinating because, like, I also I love the you know, like you said, the Han Solo frozen and carbonite thing. I'm into the doll thing, but like the fact that like mummification was like invented for dead people just like makes it not hot to me from the start. So like, even if it we're just doing fun 
in real life stuff. I couldn't. Yeah, it seems like cute. Just from the purely physical perspective, like feeling feeling tightly wrapped seems nice. But like, you know, the psychological, like the sexual psychological dynamic of mummification, yeah, leaves me cold, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! oh. De- death leaves me cold, anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, so, like, because you know me, like, whatever the situation, the scenario is, like, I'm going to try to find that storyline that's about non-consent and whatever. Yeah. And so, like, with death, it's like, I don't... Who it's not cares? Really, I'm yeah. dead, I guess. I don't know. I guess... It's it, not hot to me. Yeah, I, 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 I... You try to think through, like... So, if you... For me to enjoy the fact that someone was fucking my dead corpse, like is it like uh, what what an interesting fetish to have, right? You like can't actually accomplish it, right? Unless there is an afterlife where you get to look down on someone fucking your corpse. But in which case, I'm totally gonna jerk off. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, God. Hell yeah. yeah. That's such a good Getting point. Some after them dead. That is such Getting a good point. If there's a little dead. like Mormon style <laughs> afterlife where you're just floating on a cloud, looking down at the earth, going, "What's you know?" And someone fucks my corpse while well, it's still like good looking. Uh, I don't know when it's later, but like when it's still good looking, if someone hot fucks my corpse, I'm sure I'll get off on that. Yeah. So I guess I am into necrophilia you know, just as a bottom. Yeah, people always talk about how <laughs> yes. necrophilia is like a, is like disgraceful to the dead. It's like, um, I don't know who you're know, asking, it. but yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so, so kind. Yeah. You're so you you oh, shouldn't have. Oh, I'm so fuckable. I mean, really, you shouldn't like, have. It's, it's still illegal, worth but. fucking me, even though I'm dead. I mean, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unless they're just fucking all the corpses, then I wouldn't probably get off on that. I'd be like, oh man, you're fucking you know? any corpse you can get your hands on. Right. And if the I guy thought, was ugly, I thought I, I was know. special. If the guy was ugly. I don't know how I would feel about it. Also. Uh, but I don't want to be your first corpse. I want you to know what you're doing. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Because the first corpse, you'll be all clumsy you're, you're, and awkward. And, might, and you'll be unsure that you're really going to do it. You're and probably going to shame cry come after. real quick. Oh, my God. They've come so quick in their first corpse. You know what I mean? No. I want to be at least the 12th corpse. Yeah. When Once you can hold your erection long enough. Get a few corpses enough, under your belt. For me to, like, really get into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 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 just high five real quick. <laughs> so, Can I, I know I can't I don't want to dedicate my body to science but is there a way <laughs> is there a dedicated can I donate it to <laughs> necrophilia yeah like is there a death row inmate that I do want to be an organ donor, so to speak. <laughs> Means the court. <laughs> Just only I want. Yeah, <laughs> that's my charity. <laughs> oh God. I mean, and I'm. I mean, it's, I know that like we're being funny, but like honestly, I, I do think that I would feel that way. But if you, <laughs> if you are. This, so this because this this person has to exist and please dear god write us in and you know if you know anyone anyway where they actually have this as their fetish and like really wish that they could like be dead so that they're they could get fucked as their corpse yeah but then you'd have to actually believe in in an afterlife situation where that makes sense or else it's just so sad you literally like your fetish would be something that is impossible, that you can't experience that can't even be like that like even theoretically mm-hmm. can't be real that's yeah. so sad Oh man, that is very sad. But you could role play the fuck out of it, yeah. you know. Uh 
So, you know, not into... But then into, do you get your twin to get fucked while you watch <laughs> from a tree? <laughs> well, that's combining too many fetishes already. <laughs> we get bringing in Fine. twins and... Well, someone with a cutout of your face yeah, on there. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, everything that, like, I, we talk about, like, so far as fetish of the week stuff, I try and, like, I look at stuff for it as much as I can. Yeah. Well, just as, like, I'm not talking wholly uninformed, but I'm not really a fucking scholar on it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and I also, I'm like, am I going to be into it? The modification thing, not really into it, except for I found one uh, a fanfic, like erotica thing mm-hmm. that I think that, uh, that like I got into and I think you might like also. So it's this person mm-hmm. that was captured and in like ancient times or whatever, like and mummified in like kind of like a dog position, like you're getting fucked from behind, mm-hmm. like on all fours and uh they were given this like magical elixir that yeah. made them never die there you go and then they were put in this tomb and then like once every like 400 years or some long ass time like there was like a sex ceremony that happened well, yeah. where they come in and like fuck this person but it's the only contact you, so you have. meditate for 400 years <laughs> and, then, and then in darkness and then all of a sudden just like you get rail <laughs> yeah. and you can't move yeah, and you're yeah. just shut away for 400 more years. And yeah, I was go like, ahead and send me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta go. Yeah, uh, this has been Jennifer Fluid now. Bye. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Austin Smart and Ariel Norman. If you want to follow us on social media, find us on Twitter at Gender Fluids Pod, on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast, on FetLife under Gender Fluids, and just put Gender Fluids into any search bar you can find to find us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Enjoy the episode, y'all. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao.